Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. Today is a very exciting episode. If you don't know who I am, they call me the Honey Badger. They call me the Honey Badger because I give it to people straight and transparent about the RV business, as well as everything else in the world. I mean, I just don't hold back. In Spanish, they call me uh, Tejon de Mil. All right. And 2023 has been an amazing year for me. I made the least amount of money I've ever made in the RV business. It was a terrible freaking year. Uh, It's just been one of those crushing economical years. But there are so many things that went right. That it makes me think that the future for the next 5 to 10 years with this platform is going to do nothing but grow. Let's start with this. My main YouTube channel, HB RV Lifestyle, is now at 8,300 subscribers, and we still have three days left in the year. I hit 2 million long-form video views this year. To me, that is absolutely outstanding. And I found a pocket of something that people like. So what I was doing at the very beginning, give you guys kind of an idea. What I was doing was I was doing all these walkthrough videos within three to four minutes. I'm like, because what happened was is I was taking what other people were doing. And there, there's, a, there's a lesson behind this, okay? So I want you to pay attention and listen to this. There was a copycat because rv r&d in the rv business stands for research and duplicate so i started paying attention to what josh the rv nerd is doing he's changed the way he does things i'm like okay i'm gonna copycat that i'm gonna do my own little twist on it i'm gonna do my own little editing thing on it and i started taking all these editing classes and i you know these free online editing classes and I've gotten really good where I can do all these kind of cool transitions and I can make subtitles pop up in, in, in thin air and I can create a, a, a different mix track of music using old music that I had. And I, I just came up with all this stuff. And my videos, my walkthrough videos would get 90 views, 100 views, 150 views. So anyway, I did, and I want to thank you guys, the listeners and the viewers. I put out four polls amongst everything, from Instagram to this podcast to the regular YouTube channel, and I asked a simple question. And the simple question was, how long should my walkthrough videos be? A minute to two minutes, two to three minutes, three to four, three to four minutes, and one was six minutes plus. Over 70% of you said six minutes or more so i took one video decided to do no editing wear a microphone and just walk around the trailer and talk about it opening up cabinets myself and just talking like i'm talking here on the podcast i decided to just basically make it a podcast episode about a trailer and holy crap it's like you know, it's like, uh, oh God, what was the wife's name and Family Guy? It's um, 
<laughs> you know, Peter's wife. Uh, it's not Meg. Meg's the daughter. I can't remember her name. But anyway, you know, she's got the handyman coming over and talking about his caulk and talking about, you know, what a hard job it is. And all of a sudden she takes off her feet, take off like a rocket ship up to the top and she goes to the roof and it says, Houston, we have thirsty wife liftoff. I mean, kind of like that. It was like, holy crap. All of a sudden the channel went boom. I'm like, you know what? Let me try that again. So then I go and do another one and another one and another one. And then I finally decided that, you know what? I'm going to go back in time. I went back five years and I watched Matt's RV reviews from videos from five years ago and Josh the RV nerds videos from five years ago when he was with his family's dealership. And I compared notes to what they're doing today. And I went, wow, let me take what they're doing old school wise, which was who cares what the factory thinks? Who cares if I get in trouble with Forest River or Jayco or Winnebago, who cares? I'm going to tell it how it is. And so I did a video that told you exactly how it is. 31 minutes and it went viral. It went so well that on December 18th, I made the conscious decision to start planning ahead the next video, which is the first time I've ever done that. It was the first time that I ever sat back and planned out a video more than a couple hours in advance. And I planned out the rest of my month. I launched over 30 videos here in December, all of them at least eight minutes long. Each and every one of them have gotten more views than I was getting from my older content. And what I did was very interesting. So then what I did was I turned around and I took one of my monetized channels that I talk about money and things like that, which let's be real, it wasn't really going anywhere. And I deleted half of the content that was newer, kept the old stuff, and I created a shorts channel where I do long form videos, but that's where I put the one to two minute videos for walkthroughs and all my editing cool stuff. And that's where I put my 15 to 30 second shorts. So I separated it. And now all of a sudden I've got fans for one and fans for the other. And now it's going in a direction that is nothing but positive. So why am I telling you this? Am I telling you this to be a braggart? Am I telling you this to brag to you? Absolutely not. I'm telling you this because anything can be done. Anything can be done if you discipline yourself and if you have a game plan. 
I didn't have a game plan for all this. I just did it. Because one of the things that I've learned is if I don't just go out and do something, it's never going to get done. This podcast, I've had no plan for this podcast. I just come on and talk. And there are some episodes that people just download and download and download. And there's ones that have like seven. There's one that has like 5,800 downloads and there's one that has six. There's one from like three years ago that people still are downloading today where they're getting like six and seven thousand dollars, seven, six, seven thousand downloads over the last three years. And there's ones that are three years old that have three downloads. I don't pay to promote my podcast. I'd love to do that. I would love to pay a marketing company to do it, but I don't have any money. So I just do what I need to do. But growth is good. Slow growth is even better. When you, when you succeed too quickly at something, you don't necessarily know how to maintain it. When you grow at a slower pace, you're not a one-hit wonder. I wanted this to be evergreen. I want to, when I'm 70 years old... I'm still getting money from YouTube for videos I did when I was 40. Because 30 years from now, there's still people going to be curious about RVs from 30 years ago. There's people who love rehab projects. There's people who love older travel trailers from the 1960s, the 1970s, and they refurbish them. They rehab them. There's going to be those days, and I, I want to live off that residual, and I want to continue down that path and leave a legacy for my kids and leave a legacy for my family. That's why we need to, as a world, understand that if we want to get out of a situation, it doesn't matter what our skin color is, it doesn't matter what our gender is, it doesn't matter what our sexual orientation our religion, our culture, none of that matters. What matters is we get up and we hustle and we do it. I started Instagram three years ago. I have not paid for one post, never paid anybody. And I get a million views a year on reels. I'm not going to get a lot. I'm in an RV niche. I don't shake my booty. I don't sit there and like twerk and shake my butt. I don't do it. I don't sit there and interview junk, drunk women at the club. I don't play loyalty tests. I don't jump on the next trend. I don't do it. I stick to my niche. And I'd rather build a fan base of you guys, building it up slowly... So that way one day, my dream would be one day to have a show where I either give away RVs to once a month or once every two months, or I go and rescue dealerships. I have like a company idea. I wrote out this whole business plan for this company, for this fabulous idea that's going to eliminate all the bullshit from the RV dealership side of the world. I won't share that idea because 
I'm keeping it really close to the vest because I'm already in the business planning phases where I'm already taking the courses that I need to get the licensing for what I want to do. And I'm already researching insurance and bond prices and companies, and I'm already looking for investors. So that's how far along this idea has come. It's something I've been working on for six months and it's coming to fruition. In fact, I may be able to launch the idea March 1st, 2024. It will change the way you shop for RVs. It'll change the way that you will buy RVs and it will change the used market forever. The downside of my idea is more than likely a major umbrella corporation manufacturer will maybe go out of business if I pull the trigger on this. I know that I will cause massive job loss with this idea. And it won't be at the dealership level, it's going to be at the factory level. A major manufacturer like Forest River or Thor Motor Coach or Jayco or Winnebago, one of those will more than likely go out of business when I launch this idea after five years. And I can't tell you why, I can just tell you that the idea is that sick. It's that good. And I have five possible investors that have signed non-disclosure agreements that look at me like, wow, why didn't anybody do this already? I could tell you why they didn't do it because more than likely my idea will get me blacklisted out of the industry. So if my boss, Glenn Coverman, great man. If he ever lets me go, I will never get another job in another dealership or the factory once I launch this idea. It'll be over. They'll let me go video stuff. They'll go let me be the honey badger at the dealerships and do marketing. And I'll probably have a marketing company on top of what I'm what I'm going to be doing. So there's not going to be like I'm going to be out of the business completely. I'm still going to be able to do my thing. But to actually be a manager at a dealership, I will no longer be able to do it. They will not let me because of the risk of what I'm doing. What I'm composing, what I'm proposing, and what I'm putting together. It will cost at least one major manufacturer to shut all of their doors. Not a brand. An entire parent company. Think about that. I'm going to change the way we do things with recreational vehicles. Especially, here's a, here's a little teaser for you, especially used. Especially used. Now, that all being said, there are certain things that we have to understand when we go for an idea. We have to understand in our world and in our lives that when we pull a lever and make a decision to do something, what are the levers that get pulled afterward? I pulled the lever on chasing my dream job and I went broke. And I knew that was possible. That would burn through all my savings in 16 months because A, we live really cheap, but inflation just destroyed 
my savings account. But I figured if I had been doing the job, if I had been working for Coachman, Viking, and Clipper, I mean, I got 11 states and three provinces in, in Canada. At some point, someone's going to break through and order this product. And nobody ever did. I went broke faster than you can say Shazam. Chasing a dream. It may cost me my marriage. Something I don't talk about. Something I'm not going to talk about any deeper than that. But it may cost me my marriage. Chasing dreams. Chasing something that you're chasing for the betterment of yourself and your family. Can cause massive chaos amongst those people that don't want the risk. I have a good friend of mine that lost his wife and his kids during the Great Recession. He was an ama he's an amazing man, still alive. He's out on a tropical island now that he owns. Usually has about four to eight beautiful women running around in bikinis everywhere on the island. But that's not where he was 10 years ago. Oh, shit. 13 years ago. 13 years ago, he was sleeping in the back of a 1986 Chevy Astrovan. Seven years ago... He wrote a check for $273,000 to his ex-wife to finalize and finish every one of his alimony payments for the rest of the contract. Gave her another $100,000 for future child support payments. He borrowed the money. He didn't make it, he borrowed it. He borrowed it on assets that he slowly bought over six and a half years. So that way every dime he made never had to go to his ex-wife or his kids who had disowned him. Wanted nothing to do with him because he chased a dream. Now he has about $40 million cash in a Swiss bank account. And every time I get a photo or a video from him, he's always flipping me off in the camera because I didn't take the risk with him. He's a mean son of a gun now. Narcissistic sociopath. But he's got a big smile on his face. Sometimes chasing the dream costs us ourselves too. So we have to remember all the levers we get pulled. Now I'm not telling you go be a jerk and go get rich that way. No. I'm telling you, realize the levers you pull. When you pull the lever, how many levers get pulled after? I started this YouTube thing. When I pulled that lever, I didn't look at any of the levers get pulled after that because YouTube for me was a tool to help market the dealership I was working for. I didn't know that I would be like on this ascending path to being an influencer I, I i i never thought of that i never even considered that 
Now it's time. Look. Don't be afraid to chase something to better your life. Money may not be the answer for you. Maybe sometimes it's a connection to something else. Maybe it's that work with veterans. Maybe it's, I don't know, running for political office. I I couldn't tell you. But everybody's happiness, everybody's fulfillment is different and not always does it involve money. That's a fact. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, have a good one.